الحمد لله الذي أرسل رسوله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره المشركون أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فيا عباد الله اتقوا الله تبارك وتعالى have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and know that he sees you, he hears you and is well aware of what you do. Ayyuhal Muslimun. Indeed Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wa salam he said in a narration recorded by Imam al-Bukhari wa Imam Muslim from the hadith of Isaid al-Khudri radiallahu ta'ala an he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, You follow the footsteps, the traditions of those who came before you. Shibran bi shibr, wadira'an bi dhira'a, hatta law dakhalu fi hufri dab, lattaba'tumuhum. You follow the traditions of those who came before you, Hand span by hand span, arm's length by arm's length. Even if they were to have entered into the hole of a lizard, you would have followed them in that regard. We said, O Messenger of Allah, the Jews and the Christians, are you talking about the Jews and the Christians? The Messenger said, Who else? Indeed Allah and His Messenger والسلام, they have warned us against following the footsteps of the kafirun. Following the footsteps of those who have disbelieved. Disbelieved in Allah. Disbelieved in the deen of Allah. Disbelieved in the book of Allah. Disbelieved in the sunnah of the Messenger this does not mean, however, a point of caution that needs to be made. This does not mean that we have therefore been obligated and commanded to be harsh and rude and, and unfair and unjust towards the kafirun, towards the disbelievers in Islam. Allah has categorically mentioned in His book that those non-Muslims that don't fight against you, that don't harm you, that don't drive you out of your homes, you should be good to them. You should be fair with them. However, Allah the Most High has warned us against following their footsteps because their footsteps lead to the fire of hell. Allah has cautioned, that, cautioned us from imitating them because imitating them brings about the wrath of Allah. This does not denote being harsh and hostile towards the non-Muslims. It just means you don't follow their footsteps. You don't adopt their practices. At the same time, Allah and Allah's Messenger والسلام, they have informed us of the fact that some from the Muslimun, some from the Ummah of Muhammad والسلام, will end up following the footsteps of those who came before us, will end up following the practices of the Jews and the Christians. They will end up imitating the disbelievers. And thus you find Muslims imitating the disbelievers in so many arenas of, of religion. You find from amongst the Muslims, imitating the disbelievers in their beliefs, in their creed. So the Christians 
they invoke Isa alayhi salam, they pray to Isa alayhi salam, the Muslimun have come along, and now you find among, found amongst the Ummah of Muhammad, those who pray to the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam. You found that the Muslims have ended up imitating the disbelievers in their manahij, in their methodologies. So now you have Muslim bodies that want to unite under one umbrella, under the fact that they are under the banner of them being Muslim, regardless of their deviated beliefs, just like the various different denominations of Christians want to gather together under one umbrella, regardless of the variant variation between them in beliefs. And likewise, amongst the Muslims are those who have ended up imitating the disbelievers in their celebrations. The disbelievers, they have the celebration of the birthday of Isa alayhi salatu wasalam. The Muslims have ended up adopting the same concept by celebrating the birthday of the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam. This is something that Allah Jalla and His Messenger have categorically forbidden us from practicing, i.e. the celebrations of the disbeliever. Allah in His book and the Messenger alayhi salatu in His sunnah have clearly made it haram for us to imitate the disbelievers by partaking in their celebrations. Allah the Most High has said in His book, وَالَّذِينَ لَا يَشْهَدُونَ those who don't witness Azur, those who don't witness falsehood. Who did he say this about? He said this about Ibad al-Rahman. He said this about the, the slaves of the Ar-Rahman, the slaves of the ever-merciful. That the characteristics of Ibad al-Rahman is that they do not witness Azur, that they do not witness falsehood. Many from the Mufassirun, the commentators of the Quran, they have mentioned that Azur falsehood in this ayah, it is in reference to Ayyad al-Kuffar. It is in reference to the celebrations of the disbelievers. Ibn Sirin, Mujahid, Al-Rabi' Ibn Anas, they mention, these great commentators of the Quran, they mention that this term here, Azur, in this context of this ayah, it is in reference to the celebrations of the, of the Kuffar. Meaning, Allah has said in his book, that from the characteristics of Ibad al-Rahman, that from the features of the slaves of the ever-merciful, is that they do not witness the celebrations of the disbelievers. Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, in a narration recorded by Imam Abi Dawood, declared sahih by Imam al-Albani, from Anas ibn Malik in he came to al-Madinah and found that in al-Madinah, the people had two days in which they would play. They would engage in entertainment. They would engage in amusement. Two days of celebration for them. So the Messenger alayhi salatu wasalam, he said, مَا هَذَانِ الْيَوْمَانِ What are these two days? Meaning, what is the significance of these two days? So then they said, Ya Rasulullah, هَذَانِ يَوْمَانِ نَلْعَبُ فِيهِمَا فِي الْجَاهِلِيَةِ we used to play, we used to engage in, in amusement in these two days in the pre-Islamic era. The Messenger alayhi salatu he said, this is the point that you need to focus on. The Messenger, the messenger he said, إِنَّ اللَّهَ قَدْ أَبْدَلَ لَكُمْ بِهِمَا خَيْرًا مِنْهُمَا Indeed Allah has 
substituted these two days with two other days better than them. Yawm al-Abha wa Yawm al-Fitr. The day of sacrifice and the day of breaking fast, meaning Eid al-Abha and Eid al-Fitr. Clearly the Messenger here is informing us of the fact that the celebrations of the disbelievers, we the Muslims are not to partake in them. The celebrations of the people who are not Muslim, we are not to engage in them. Does it mean that you need to be disrespectful to the non-Muslims? You don't engage in them, you don't take part in them. Your celebrations are Eid al-Adha, Eid al-Fitr, bas, and that's it. But unfortunately you find many from amongst the Muslimun today engaging in the celebrations of the disbelievers, partaking in the festivals of the disbelievers. And among those festivals that they have ended up participating in is this, part, is this celebration that is to come next week on Thursday, on the 31st of October. Halloween's day. If only the Muslim knew the origins, the paganistic evil origins of this festival, of this celebration of this day, Halloween's day, if only they knew, then if they had some sense, they would never have partook in these celebrations. This day of Halloween, Halloween's day, the 31st of October, what is it? What is its roots? What is it about? That day of Halloween, it is followed by the 1st of November, isn't it? That 1st of November used to be a day, as well as the 2nd of November, a day that the Christians would celebrate, or the Christians would specify to remember their saints, to remember their dead, to remember their martyrs, those that had passed away in the cause of Christianity, or perhaps not even in the cause of Christianity. You may even have found a pagan, a pagan, just because he physically defended a Christian and then got killed, a pagan, not a Christian, a pagan that may have defended a church physically defended a church and then being killed in that way later on the christians would declare that that person to be a saint so the first of november and the second of november two days where the people the christians would remember their saints remember their martyrs remember their dead now christianity comes here to the british isles and the people here were pagans but as was the nature and the custom of Christendom is that they would change their religion in order, in order to win over converts. So they come over to the British Isles and they want to convert the people here to Christianity. But they realize that they had a day, a day which was the 31st of October, one day before All Hallows Day and All Souls Day one day before the 1st and the 2nd of November. This day was a day that the Celtic tribes, those who spoke the Gaelic language here on the British Isles, would single out in order to remember their dead, in order to celebrate or to... They used to have a festival known as Samhain. Samhain was the 31st of October. And it symbolized the end of the summer. And thus, 
the darker days are coming now, the winter days are coming now. And they would say that on the 31st of October, very significant this, for the Muslim who wants to know the roots of this Halloween, so that he doesn't send his children trick-or-treating. The 31st of October for the Celtic people, the people of Ireland, Scotland, Wales, Cornwall, these people used to single out the 31st of October, the Samhain day, the end of summer, as a day when their dead would be walking upon the earth. Those that have died and haven't yet gone to the afterlife, they are roaming upon the earth. Now among those people that are roaming upon the earth, among those people that are, have died, are those people that may have been your family members. And among them will be those who are your, who are your enemies. So what would they do? They would make bonfires outside of their houses so that when the enemies would come, they wouldn't come to their house. And they would wear masks and costumes like some Muslims unfortunately today have their children wearing masks and costumes. Why? If we wear those masks and those costumes on Samhain, on the Samhain day, then those spirits and those witches and those souls that want to come and seek Revenge against us, they won't be able to identify us because we're wearing masks and we're wearing costumes. This then later on got transformed whereby the Christians ended up amalgamating Samhain, the 31st of October, with All Hallows Day, with the 1st and the 2nd of November, and they made it Halloween. Halloween, which is essentially the eve of, of All Hallows Day the night before All Hallows Day. Now, the Christians, as you know, have forgotten about All Hallows Day. The 1st and 2nd of November, nobody thinks about it. But this day, the 31st of October, that again, so many Muslims end up partaking in, to such an extent that now you have Halaloween. Halaloween, where Muslims are partaking in Halloween in Masajid. In Masajid. The matter is very, very serious. That day of Halloween, that is the day that people celebrate. That day that is a day of celebrating and remembering witches and fairies and, and ghosts and ghouls. That is what that day is about. That trick-or-treating that some people send their children to. What's the origin of that? People would come. People would serve food, put food out outside of their doorstep. So that when the witches come, when the spirits come, they'll have some food to eat. Later on, that got converted into people coming to your doorstep, knocking on your doorstep. You open the door, they ask you for some treats. They ask you for some treats, give them some treats, and then they'll make a prayer on Samhain Day for the dead. That later on got transformed into this trick. Or treating that jack-o'-lantern that hideous pumpkin with the candle inside of it that was made in order to guide your dead relative to your house those bonfires were made to ward off those evil spirits that is the origin of it in fact it's not just a day that is celebrated by the pagan Celts and by the Christians likewise by the Satanists by the devil worshippers. For them, the best day of celebration is your birthday. 
after that, 31st of October, Halloween's day is the best day of celebration. Yet you find the Muslims, they have taken on board this Halloween's day, lock, stock and barrel without giving any type of thought and consideration to it. This is a sad state of affairs. It isn't the case that, oh, kids, let them be happy. The school's, gonna, the school's doing it. Let the kids join in. Let the kids partake. They're going to feel left out. Left out from what? Left out from kufr. Left out from shirk. Left out from earning the wrath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Imam Ibn al-Qayyim rahimahullah ta'ala. He said that the, sh the, sh the sha'air of al-kufr, the ceremonies of kufr, the rituals of kufr, the rituals and ceremonies of, of disbelief. For a Muslim to only congratulate someone, just to congratulate someone on the occasion of a ceremony, a ceremony of disbelief, that there is something that is haram bil ittifaq, that is haram by consensus. He said it is worse, it is worse just to give tahni'ah, just to greet and congratulate someone on an account of a ceremony of his, a ceremony or a ritual that is based upon disbelief. It is worse to do that than to say to, than, than to congratulate someone for having drunk some wine. Someone drinks some wine, you say congratulations, good on you, you've drunk some wine. That is bad. It's worse, however, for you to say to someone, happy Halloween's day. Because that, that is kufr. Ibn al-Qaim, he says, someone murders someone. Somebody murders somebody. It's a crime. The punishment in this life, as far as the punishment that the government practices upon them and executes upon them, no doubt is great in comparison to the one that celebrates Halloween. No type of physical punishment is inflicted upon people who are celebrating Halloween. However, before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, which one is worse? Kufr or fisk that is duna kufr? Disbelief, is that worse? Or fisk, sin. That sin that isn't falling into the category of disbelief. No doubt kufr is worse. So now you congratulating someone because of Halloween, which is based upon kufr. Congratulating someone because of Christmas, which is based upon kufr. Congratulating someone based upon Easter and Valentine's, and all of which is based upon kufr. That there is worse, Ibn al-Qayyim, he said, than you congratulating someone for having committed the crime of murder. And therefore, Ya Ibad Allah, the Muslim, if it is the case, if it is the case that he is prohibited from congratulating someone for having engaged in a ritual, in a ceremony that is based upon disbelief, then how about engaging in the practices of Halloween itself, engaging in the practices of the, disbel of the disbelievers themselves? No doubt that would be much worse. And thus we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he protects us and our children from imitating the kafirun. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah rabbil alameen. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihi al-kareem. Nabiyina Muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahabihi jma'in amma ba'd. Faya ibad Allah. Look at how beautiful your deen is. Look at how beautiful, how pure and simple it is. The disbelievers had to resort to all of those things to ward off the evil spirits, to ward off the devils. 
But look how easy Allah has made it for you. When you enter your house, you say Bismillah to protect the house from the shaitan entering into it. Before you eat your food, you say Bismillah. Before you enter the toilet, you ask Allah to protect you from shaitan. Before you even engage in intimate relations with your wife. Allah has told you, Allah has directed you to ask him to protect you from the devil and to protect your children that may be born about as a result of this intimate act from the devil. Look at how easy it is. No need for this trick or treating. No need for these jack-o'-lanterns and bonfires and what have you. Now when this trick or treating is happening, what should you do? Children come knocking at your door. You open the door, trick or treat. What should you do? Nobody is saying that you need to be rude to those children. They're children, they don't know. Perhaps you could use it as an opportunity in some cases, not in all cases, not in most cases most likely. In some cases, if you think you, if you think there is a potential that these children or maybe there's an adult with them, to explain to them, these things are not from my religion. This is a Christian festival. I am a Muslim. However, did you know, we Muslims also believed, also believe in Jesus. We believe him not to, not to be divine. We believe that only the creator is divine. And therefore we only pray to him. Here's a leaflet called Jesus in Islam with more information on the topic. An opportunity for you to give da'wah if you feel and if you think you have the ability to do so. If not, then at the very least, kindly say to them, sorry, we don't participate in these activities. We are Muslims. Or at least have a sign outside of your door saying, please do not knock on the door tonight. We are Muslims, we don't celebrate these activities. But as for engaging in these activities, then as you can clearly see, it is haram based upon the book of Allah, based upon the sunnah of the messenger of Allah, and based upon what the ulama of Islam were upon.